journalism to a, to a community or communities uh, who uh, were largely illiterate, except for a very small elite, uh, and really had no access to journalism at all. There was people who didn't know what the tropes of journalism were. Um, and he's, he has brought, what he will describe, um, style of journalism to them which didn't exist before. So, Shu, over to you. Many thanks for coming. Um, Thank you very much for inviting me. 20, 30 minutes, and then we'll have a discussion. So, I am a journalist, as uh, you just heard. But uh, why did I decide to do all this you know, rumor mongering, social media? So, that's the story I will tell you that um, I was BBC South Asia producer, and if you recall, 90s. The whole of South Asia was burning. You know, start from Afghanistan, Pakistan, Sri Lanka, Nepal, parts of India, Kashmir, Northeast. I was hopping from one war to another war to another cyclone to another earthquake. But when something happens you know, near to you, it makes you think. Uh, I was, though it was not my uh, job title, war correspondent or war producer. But when the war started at my home, uh, my home is central India. I come from a refugee family and uh, my father got a job there and I grew up there with Adivasis, these uh, indigenous people, tribals. And they're huge in number. It's 100 million Adivasis in India. No, uh, there's no mistake. So it's much bigger than many European countries, this whole Adivasi population. And the war started there, which is known as Maoist War. I don't know how many of you have heard about this. It's not a very big story, but our Prime Minister some years ago called it India's biggest internal security threat. Uh, so it's, it's a huge story and uh, I started reporting for BBC as a journalist does. But as I said, the only difference was this war was happening at my home. And Adivasis, or these tribal boys and girls, are the biggest terrorists who I studied with. I went to a tribal school and they were the backbencher and we outsiders were the frontbenchers and you know BBC as you were saying we had the best of the resources, best equipments and we were giving many information but it did not give me the understanding of why those classmates of mine who are not a martialist who are very docile, you know, who are not fighting type. In 25 years, when I left that place, had turned themselves into India's biggest security threat. And that made me think. And when you are a journalist, you know, you don't have time. You rush and you know, do the a story and that interview and you are again running behind schedule. And that made me leave BBC and spend some time with them. And I'm going to talk about what these uneducated savages 
told me. Now, what they told me that you journalists have got the story wrong. I said, what are you guys talking about? You know, I am the BBC. <laughs> I, I just met. Of course, it's wrong. <laughs> I just met uh, the, the head of Maoists. Now, you'll see a book. I've just finished a book um, on Maoists. And, uh, and you guys are telling me I, we got it wrong. So they said, yes, this is not a Maoist problem. What? You know, the whole world is reporting, it is India's biggest, most sexy story. And they said, yes, also the solution lies in the work you are doing. You are the problem. I just did not understand what these guys are saying. Yeah? But I spent some more time, and uh, as we journalists are not very educated, but I will try to imitate some of you, the educated ones, uh, what they told me. They said, it's a break of communication problem. And sort your communication democratize it and this biggest problem will be solved. Now, I still did not understand what they were saying. So they said, see, we are sitting in a room. We sit in our panchayat. They call it panchayat. It's a very Indian word. Panch means five and five people sit together and discuss. So they said, when we talk in a small group, that is a democratic communication. So what do you mean by that? So they said, what is the media we are using while we are talking in a small group? What is the media we are using while we are talking in a small group? Language. Language. Eye contact. Eye contact. But what is the medium? Air. Absolutely. I have the language. But if there is no air, will it reach you? It won't. So they said it is a democratic communication platform because nobody owns the air or everybody owns the air. Imagine you own the air of this room. Imagine. Can we imagine? What's your name? I get Gibral. Gibral owns the air of this room. I can imagine. And, <laughs> and I start talking against him. One minute he tolerates, two minutes he says, okay. Three minutes he says, it's going too much. And then what happens? He switches off the air. And then I, I have the same language, I have the same you know, expression, but will it reach you? It will not. So what they said that it was a democratic communication when we were a small group of people, we lived in a village, but what happened is uh, I'm not very technological as well. What happened is, uh, and, the, and, the, and the drawing is also not correct, what they said, so it should be a cone. So that circle, now imagine if we are still in the same circle, but we don't live in the same village. So somebody lives in Oxford, somebody lives in Delhi, somebody lives in you know, Jakarta, but we still want to communicate because we are still a community. 
So the word community comes from communication. If we do not have a communication, can we be a community? If I don't understand you, you don't understand me, can we be a community? No. So what is said that uh, the community still lived at the bottom, majority, but because now we live in far off places, we need a machine. The air is not, the medium of air is not able to take our voices, our communication to all. We need a machine. So what happened is some of us has moved up. Some live in city, some live in, you know, some have become rich. The same way this machine which should have been in the middle has actually gone up. And the ownership of that machine, like I was talking about the air of this room, is with a small number of people. And what happens in this model, what was the earlier model? The earlier model was of dialogue, of two-way communication, which solves problem. I have a problem, I tell you, now you can solve it. And that way, you know, we live as a society. But now, if there is a woman here, she wants to tell her story. But her story will be told to all of us only when somebody sitting here decides that this is a story worth telling. So the power from individual or everyone in this communication setup, we have equal right to speak and equal right to be heard. Theoretically, yes. Yeah? I will be speaking more today, but you will be speaking. We are not, you know, five fingers are not equal. Some speaks more, some doesn't speak at all, somebody's a bit fat, but we are all together. So, the earlier model was, if you compare it with politics, this is the aristocratic model. King and queen and few ministers, they decide what is good for us. They decide, you know, where the road should come. But as human kind, we have moved away from aristocracy to democracy. We think that democratic way of governance is better. I mean, benevolent king is the best form of governance. But what if the king is not benevolent? What if the king is not behaving? So if if this is Times of India, if this is you know, London Guardian, if they are behaving fine, fantastic. But if they are not, then do we have any control? So what these guys said, so what has happened in India, now I will go back to India, that the interest of this small community is diametrically opposite to the bigger community. India is trying to become a superpower. We have a 8% growth and 9% growth and this whole growth story is coming from that central tribal region where we have the coal, where we have the bauxite, where we have the iron ore. They don't want to give the land, they don't want to give away their you know, forest, but this small community wants that. So what happens when your voices are not heard, when your problems are not heard, well, it accumulates and then Somebody comes and guides you. So what they told me that this is not a Maoist problem. 
99% of us have some problem and we are getting led by Maoists and you call it a Maoist problem. Actually, it is a break of communication problem. If you can solve our problem by communication, by dialogue, we don't need to join A, B or Maoists. So you change your communication paradigm. Now, how do we do that? We don't live in same village anymore. And this is an area where, and that's the start of what we call CGNet Swell. So we started thinking. We didn't have a model to follow. So as we have moved from aristocracy to democracy, is it possible to go back to this system? So, so imagine we are a circle. Somebody lives in you know, Dantewada in India, somebody lives in London, somebody lives in Jakarta, somebody lives in you know, Timbuktu. And we want to communicate and can we have a machine which is you know, more distributed, which is not owned by a small number of people. So we started exploring that democracy, democratization, what does that mean? It means it should have more participation of people. So how do we reduce the entry level in what we call communication? So places like India, does everybody know how to read and write? No. no. But so if you are talking about democratization, then writing cannot be your mode of communication. Which is the lowest common denominator as far as communication goes? Radio. Yes. Radio. But sound. 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 Absolutely. Hundred percent people can speak. Yes? No? Maybe? Yeah? They may be speaking a different language which is not mainstream. They may be speaking a language which we do not understand. But you know, apart from some dumb people, deaf people, people handicapped, everybody can speak. So in this circle, we may be one billion people, but theoretically, if we want to create a democratic communication platform, we started looking at what are the tools we have. So we now have a new tool which can take forward our sound to distance. What is that new tool? Mobile phone. Mobile phone, exactly. So we started looking at mobile phone. This is a new tool. Can it help us democratize our communication platform as these guys are telling me? But mobile phone, is it a mass communication tool as radio transmitter is or television transmitter is or newspaper is? Yes, no? No. Yeah. So mobile phone is like writing letters. Mobile phone is a personal communication tool. What other tool people have? Poor people. Nothing. Actually, they have radio, but radio is again a tool where you can you cannot say things from it. You can receive things. So the challenge for us was people have voice, people have mobile phone, and people have radio. Can we create a communication model? So the rocket science invention, what we did is, 
we put up a computer in the middle and added that to a mobile phone. Okay? Now, internet penetration or computer penetration is very, very, very small in India. For, for, for the whole nation, the figure is 7%. For the areas we work, like in the state of Chhattisgarh, is 0.7%. So not even 1% people are on internet. Like in internet, you can do dialogue, you can have a democratic communication, like in you know, Facebook, it's pretty democratic, it has its plus and minus, but those things were out for us. So we, what we did is we put a computer, which we call server, and added that to a mobile phone. So now, this machine in the middle also have a phone number apart from an address at something something.com. So now this person who wants to speak to all, what she does, calls that number. As soon as she calls, because it's linked to a computer, an IVR system, IVR system is this you know, bank, press one for this, press two for that. So it gives them two, ones, two options. Press one to record and press two to listen. So if I have a story to tell, I have some problem, I want to share something, I call that number and record that message. And some people like us in the middle who are journalists, we will listen to that, we will cross-check, verify, translate if it required, and say, okay. So as soon as we say that, okay, it goes up on the website because that voice was connected to internet. But in internet, there are very small number of people. So the small number of people receive that message through internet, through Facebook, through Twitter, through email. But 70% people are on mobile phone. The same message goes to them on mobile phone. But there are still some more people left who are neither on mobile phone nor on internet. So if you link that machine with a small transmitter, radio transmitter, then they receive the same message on their transistor. And after hearing that, if they want to comment or react, they need to find a phone number of their friend, of a shop. So this way, we are creating again a same dialogue model of communication, where she speaks, everybody hears. Then this person comments, and then another person comments, and this is solving many problems. Now, let me play one message which I released this morning, which I am saying is here. Namaskar, Penatam Valla Tabiriti, by Pairiguda Gaon, Sushala Panchayati, Kulavara Mandal Se Bol Raha Hum. Swarake Dwar Hamara Gaon, Gharam Ke Siti Parmai, Bataya Hum, Isi Vishay Sunka Jilla Collector Saab Ne, Hum Ko Ghar Manjur Kar Diye Hai. Isi Vishay Pat Jilla Collector Saab Ko Mai Danyavad Bolta Hum, Aur Swarak Ko Bhi Danyavad Bolta Hum. Isi Vishay Ko Jankari Lekar, Tane Daar Ne, Yahaan Aake Swarake Baare Me Jankar Liye Hai. Pura Adivasi Parivaram Ko घर बनाने के लिए ईट रेती और लोहा भी पहुंचा है इसी विषय पर मैं जिला कलेक्टर साहब को फिर से धन्यवाद बोलता हूं धन्यवाद इसी संदेश को तेलुगु में सुनिए हेलो नमस्कार अल्लाह कन्नड़ डिमोस बनावा मंडल पैरगुड़ा ग्राम दूसरे पत्ता जी मुंडी मांडा नाम सोरा 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 बनता बलवा 